Welcome to our Clothed with the Sun daily podcast, our reading and meditation on the gospel of the day. I am James Thomas. Today is Friday, October the 27th, 2023. It is the 29th Friday of Ordinary Time, and our reading today is from the gospel according to St. Luke. Jesus said to the crowds, When you see a cloud rising in the west, you say immediately that it is going to rain, and so it does. And when you notice that the wind is blowing from the south, you say that it is going to be hot, and so it is. You hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of the sky and of the earth. Why do you not know how to interpret the present time? Why do you not judge for yourselves what is right? If you are to go with your opponent before a magistrate, make an effort to settle the matter on the way. Otherwise, your opponent will turn you over to the judge, and the judge hands you over to the constable, and the constable throw you into prison. I say to you, you will not be released until you have paid the last penny. So this reading has a lot to it. Once again, our Lord is awesome, and he is smart. And he talks first about the signs of the times and how they are hypocrites because they don't recognize them. When he says hypocrites, usually he's focused on the religious leaders. Now, one thing very specific to them, of course, there's messages in this for us, but one thing very specific for them is that they were told by the prophet Daniel that the Messiah would come in the fourth kingdom. And the Roman Empire is the fourth kingdom. Now, there are those who believe that, and and yeah, there's many at Jesus's time, in Jesus's time, that believe the Messiah is coming any day now. And uh, when John the Baptist appeared, well, okay, you know, he reignited that excitement. We, uh, a lot of the followers of Jesus were originally followers of John the Baptist. John the Baptist told them to go follow Jesus. And John the Baptist was preparing them. He was telling them, yes, the Messiah is here. What's interesting is how does John the Baptist prepare them? It's with the second part of this reading. Uh, Repent of your sins. Make peace with your neighbor. Make peace and repent. It's a different kind of kingdom. Some of them got it. Some of them did not. I would say most of them did not based on the readings. And the religious leaders especially were like, well, what the heck is this? Because... What they wanted to see was an overturning of Rome. They wanted to see a political victory. Now, did Jesus truly overcome the Roman Empire? Yes, he did. And it took about 300 years. (laughs) By the mid-300s, I mean, 313, Christianity was legalized. But by the year 400, I mean, the whole empire was completely Christian. So Jesus did fulfill that prophecy But there's other prophecies, and that is that the Messiah would suffer and die for the sins of the people. And that's something that they choose to completely ignore because it's not something that they want. When we interpret the signs of our times, we need to acknowledge and and try to understand what it is God wants. And I'm not just saying that to the people that are out there living hedonistic lives. That's an obvious one. I'm also talking to the people that are sitting around with their conspiracy theories saying, oh, here we go. Oh, it's the end of the world. Guess what? There's fighting in the Holy Land. It's the end of the world. And they're getting all excited about it. Um, 
we have to interpret God's signs and not necessarily what we want because maybe we don't like our lives or whatever. I don't mean to be harsh when I say that, but a lot of people follow conspiracy theories because they're just not happy with life and maybe they need to do a little bit more work on themselves. You know one reason why people are not happy with life? The second part of this reading. (laughs) Because they need to make peace with their neighbors, because they're living in situations that are just not right and untenable. Maybe they need to have more peace at work. They need to have more peace at home. So the signs of the times. They thought the Messiah was coming to be a military leader. I'll say it again. The Bible predicts that someone is coming, and this is why they are hypocrites. The Bible does not say somebody's coming that's going to kiss the butts of the Pharisees. That's not in the Old Testament. That there's going to bow down to the religious leaders. The Bible said that the Messiah is going to come from God. There's an indication that it actually is God, although it's not 100% clear. The Trinity needs to be spelled out by Jesus. So that's part of their problem. But the one thing the Bible does say is that he will cure the blind. He will raise the dead. He will cure the sick. He will focus on the poor. He will be a man of sacrifice. He will be a man of love. He will drive out the devil. And this is precisely what Jesus does. And he is not a kingdom divided against itself. This doesn't come from Satan. There's never been a time that Satan drives out Satan, as Jesus points out. So we go to the second part of the reading. How do we prepare for the end? How do we prepare for the Messiah? We're preparing for a negative thing insofar as, yes, we're going to be judged. And that's usually where our brains go, like, oh, no, the end is coming. But we're also preparing for a loving Jesus. We're preparing for his kingdom. And he says the kingdom is within you. How do we prepare for his kingdom? It's what John the Baptist said, and it's what Jesus is saying now. By the way, this is one of the passages, and there's a bunch of them like this, that the church uses to discuss purgatory. And you know, purgatory isn't just a discussion of a place that we go after we die, but it's a discussion of how grace works. That God will give us the grace, and we don't deserve it. It's unmerited. But God gives us grace to save us, but we have to make the conditions appropriate for that grace. In other words, we have to be willing to let go of our, uh, our grudges, our vengeance, our anger. We have to let it go. Anger is, is not a bad thing on its own. We get angry. Anger is an emotion, sometimes a very good emotion. To be angry at oppressive regimes that put people uh, in slavery, etc. Yeah, that's good. You should get angry at that stuff. But the whole idea of revenge, the whole idea of not loving our neighbor and not loving our enemy, which is hard to do. But yeah, it comes from grace. But we set the parameters for it. We open up our hearts to the goodness and the peace of Almighty God, to his mercy. So yes, in this passage, it says we better make peace with our opponents, whoever they may be. Now, I wanted to just talk about this a little bit here because you can't change another person. 
in the group ACA, Adult Children of Alcoholics and Dysfunctional Families. That's the full name of the group. They're looking for a better name, actually. Um, but one of the things that they say in the serenity prayer, they change the serenity prayer. First of all, we all need to be saying the serenity prayer. God help me. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. The courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Such a powerful prayer. And it just, man, it, it covers so many things. It's not just a prayer to say, it's a prayer to try to understand and live. But in ACA, the prayer is, God grant me to accept, God grant me the serenity so to accept the person I cannot change, the courage to change, or no, I'm sorry, God grant me the serenity to accept the people that I cannot change. The courage to change the one that I can and the wisdom to know that one is me. In other words, we need to clean up our side of the street. That's something that I hear all the time, especially people that do the 12 steps, which, by the way, is one of the most successful programs in the world right now. Just anybody doing the 12 steps. I think the whole world needs to do the 12 steps. And it's very much based on Christianity. The idea that we need to have a higher power. And, the, and our government needs this, our country needs this, our church needs this, that we have problems, we have issues, that there is a God that can fix these things, and then we place our lives in the hands of that God, that higher power, and then we make amends to those that we've wronged, and we continue to grow. We ultimately start to meditate. So we need to clean up our side of the street. And like I was saying earlier, whether we're talking about purgatory, heaven, it's not just about the end goal of, all right, I got to check these things off before I get into heaven. It's about the kingdom of God living within you. It's about the peace and love and joy. Jesus says the kingdom of God is here. He tells us to announce, go out and announce the kingdom. And what is the kingdom? It's within you. In other words, you don't have to be miserable. You don't have to be anxious. You don't have to be stressed out. You don't have to be depressed. The kingdom of God is within you. And so one of the main things we have to do to live in the kingdom is to be at peace with all people and to clean up our side of the street. We have to work on ourselves. This is what I'm always preaching. Yesterday, you know, it was, I think it was yesterday, setting fire on the earth how do we go out and set fire? We can come up with the best ideas with tons of zeal for how to go convert everybody else, but it's never going to work if we haven't worked on ourselves first. I'm thinking of the Michael Jackson song, Man in the Mirror. I'm not going to sing it, but it's just an example. Uh, one example from the lives of the saints is, I'm, I was just thinking when I was praying about this reading, St. Rita, and how she didn't realize she married into the mafia. Her husband was a gangster. This is a long time ago, but yeah, they had it back then. And she prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed for her husband. She didn't get caught up in all the anger that was there and all the desire for vengeance, all the vendettas. She eventually did convert him. Rather, Jesus converted him through her prayers, through her persistence and her good example. And then he was killed due to vendettas because he got soft. But that wasn't her concern. Of course, she was sad that he was gone, 
but she was cleaning up her side of the street. Her husband's soul was saved. Then they had two small boys that grew, and the uncle tried to get them caught up into vengeance against those who killed their father. And she prayed, Lord, if they're going to live in this angry state, I'd rather you just take them. And guess what? They got sick and they died. Once again, devastating, devastating on an earthly level. But what was she doing? She's cleaning up her side of the street. She didn't want two sons that were going to be gangsters, that were going to end up in hell, that were going to be miserable their whole lives. And she would be miserable because she'd continue to be caught up in that world of negativity and awful, horrible violence. It's all about clean. And this is, that's a radical story. That's, a, that's an extreme story. But this is what we're called to do. We're called to clean up our side of the street because that will lead to joy and peace. She had a beautiful time with her husband after his conversion that they enjoyed for a time until he was killed. That's what the Lord calls us to, the joy, the love, and the peace that comes from the Holy Spirit, which is not meant for this world. In the big picture, we can enjoy some of that. We pursue it in this life, but ultimately God's preparing it for us in the life to come. So it's a good thing for us to think about reading the signs of the times, desiring the kingdom to come in and realizing that has to begin with me. Having Jesus in my heart, being filled with the Holy Spirit, turning away from my own sins and especially making amends with anybody that I've hurt. Forgiving those that have hurt us. It doesn't mean we have to go and be their best friend, especially if people continue to be caught up in destructive behaviors. Well, okay. Sometimes that means you just need to stay away from the person. I've stayed away from people that are destructive and that have been abusive to me. And people say, oh, just forgive them. You don't know what's in my heart. I have forgiven them. And I work on that. Yeah, I might have my my moments where I struggle with pain, with some anger from the past. So we continue to hand that over to God. We continue to forgive in our hearts. Sometimes it's best to stay away from toxic situations. But at the very least, we clean up our side of the street. Have I forgiven them? Have I asked forgiveness from those people that I have hurt? And if that's too hard to do, maybe we ask the Lord, Lord, give me opportunities to apologize. Give me opportunities to make amends. So, ladies and gentlemen, today the Holy Father is asking for prayer and fasting, for peace in the world, and let's consider all these things as we pray for that. Let's do our prayer and our fasting today, because that can move mountains and that can stop wars, can certainly stop this war. We've seen it before, but let's also remember that that peace in the world begins with us. It's not about some hypocritical, self-righteous, I'm going to say my prayers so those people over there stop fighting. But rather, I'm going to say my prayers and do my part so that every single day I live in God's peace and that peace becomes contagious for all the world around me. Everybody have a great day. God bless you.